Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. A second-generation gloved artisan, the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Good afternoon, Ross. Uh, just a quick numbers update. There's yes. more listeners listening to us now than runs Usman Khawaja has scored this summer. <laughs> so Whoa. we're getting right up there now. Jesus. That's a big call. Yep. This is like um, Khawaja's current run is a bit like Haydos's Indian summer of 2001, but yes. more about that later. <laughs> mm. A man who it is said David Warner modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket, welcome Michael. Hello, gents. Hey, Mick. And I'd like to just send out a congratulations to my student, David Warner, on winning his first AB move. <laughs> <laughs> a fine effort. Uh, Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our groundskeeping guru... And the man who is the main cause of us going past 60 minutes, welcome, Alex. Hello, fellas. Hi, Alex. <laughs> and do I have a corker oh, for the groundskeeper sure you this do. week? We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> uh, just talking about uh, listener numbers, David, going yep. back, I had a quick look on SoundCloud, and mm-hmm. um, we're up to our 10th episode, so it's, you know, time appropriate time for a recap. Yep. Our first uh, episode had 97 listeners. Yep. And our second episode, we dropped down to 83. Mm-hmm. And our third episode, we are down to 78. Yep. But then we started building at 80, 82, 83, 83 again, and then 86. Yep. But then our last episode, episode 9, we only had 77 listens. Yeah, I don't let the facts get in the way of the numbers update, to be honest with you, Ross. <laughs> oh, I, was, I think it's because um, Alex's groundkeeping segment went for 17 minutes. Yeah, last. fair enough, too. <laughs> so word got around, so everyone yeah. told other yeah. people to not listen to it. So yep. Alex they said, well, too much Cameron, uh, Kevin Mitchell Jr. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much okay. what you can and can't bring into yeah. the uh, oh, yes. <laughs> Crockery <laughs> stuff. Any potential so or actual... <laughs> <laughs> Keep your ears peeled for a um, a trim and uh, very accurate and uh, succinct is the word I was looking for, succinct groundskeeping corner. Anyway, today we're in the twin studios. I'm in the Cam Bancroft studios and the rest of the crew are in the Scott Boland studios. Oh, wow. <laughs> the big yeah. lug. Yeah, big lug. Oh, yes. Uh, first segment is local cricket. Over to Mick for some standout performances. All righty. So, um... Local cricket, I've got a few different ones. I normally like to do the Premier Rundown, but I'll only grab one from each of that this way. I've got a few other really good ones just from local around the park cricket. So I'm going to start off by met with a man by the name of um, Adam Eckerman. Big Eck. So uh, old mate Adam plays for the uh, Maipilonga Cricket Club. I hope I said that correctly. So I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't got which league they're in, which is really good by me. So that's. But the reason I've got uh, young Adam on here, he looks young in the photo anyway, is Adam took not one, but two hat-tricks oh. in one innings. Oh. So he didn't take like he didn't take a double hat-trick. He didn't take yeah. four wickets. He took wickets four, five, and six. Yep. Then had an overspell, gap, or whatever. Then took wickets seven, eight, and nine Jeez. to finish the day. So uh, great work there, Adam, and congratulations. Well done. Um, also, a quick shout-out to the... Uh, under-18 Victorian team who won the national title and uh, knocked off, uh, t- took the title away from New South Wales for the first time in 11 years. So great wow. job to those girls. Well done. Got a quick shout-out. We don't like to pump up umpires too much on this one, but we'll give this bloke a quick shout. He's from the Tasmanian. Uh, he he's umpires in the Tasmanian Premier Cricket League. He uh, His name's Don Heapy, and he officiated his 650th game. 
Jeez. last weekend. So great job to him. Well That's done. A lot of tax-free dollars, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah, a lot of cash and any involved there. Uh, so we'll just quick. I'll just quickly do the number one um, from men's and women's Premier Cricket. Uh, we've got Ben Hutchison. Took seven for 23 from our favourite team from South Australia, Tea Tree Gully District Cricket Club. <laughs> so well done, Ben. Then we've got uh, the ladies' number one performance was Elise Villani. Made 126 for the Midland Guildford Cricket Club in WA. So well done to her. Mighty Midland. Mighty Midland. So um, quick shout-out as well. We've got a, from, also from the uh, Midland Guildford Cricket Club in WA. But in the men's, a uh, bloke by the name of Stuart Walters, who's had a bit of a purple patch at the moment. He made 95, 154 red, and 174 red in his three last knocks. Wow. To take him to 182 runs for the year at 164 in first grade comp in WA. So that's a pretty good effort there from him. Now, quickly, we'll touch on a bloke who's a little bit closer to our hearts and a little bit closer to home. <laughs> uh, young Shawnee Tangles McNichol from the West Ivanhoe United Career Club. He plays in the uh, Cali Shield in the NMCA. He took seven for 15, including a hat trick. And he also took, he actually took, when his hat-trick was, he actually took four and five balls as well. So, And a big kudos to the umpire who his hat-trick ball was an LB and he gave it. So, big kudos to that umpire. And that is me for uh, a Rampart Cricket. Yeah, good. He actually played in that game. And and the hat-trick went court, bold, LBW, and then a dot, and then another bold. It was fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, finishing innings. Yeah. And I think the umpire was under a lot of pressure to give that LBW. There was a double appeal. There was a strong, hardy yeah. one first up, and then he was unmoved. Then the next appeal yeah. went up big. And I was a bit lightheaded after that yeah. appeal. I think. Yeah. <laughs> a little foofoo valve, I think. Feeling <laughs> 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 that hard. Right. Uh, where, where was I feeling at the time? Square, silly, mid off. Yeah, square, yeah. silly, yeah. Yeah, some like weird that. feeling yeah. arranged. They're always plump from square, silly, mid off. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. oh, yes. Nothing, nothing says plumber than, than that. Yeah. yeah. That mid-wicket going up strong. It's got to be out. Mid-wicket loves it. Oh, for sure. Um, thanks for that, Mick. A comprehensive wrap-up as always. We look now at Premier Cricket, and it was day one of a two-day fixture in Premier Cricket. And Alan Wise, the Monash Tigers player, took yes, took Pfeiffer, and um, that was his 500th career. Wicket for Richmond, oh, now Monash Tigers. Yes, yeah, he oh, did, yeah. debuted for Richmond in 96-97. And he, he played for two seasons in Adelaide, but he's been at the Tigers through and through, basically. He took five for 44, and in his 268th match, he has 500 wickets, Jeez. and he just needs a handful more, three more, in fact, to overtake Graham Patterson, Pato, as the club's record holder of 505 wickets. Oh, famous yes. name, Monash uh, Paddo. Yeah. Oh, good, yes. It's good work by him because he played, he played on and off for Victoria a bit too, mm. Alan, so he would have missed a few weekends playing for Richmond as well. Mm. So. Yep. Mm. Uh, it was a very fine effort. Big ginger. And, <laughs> yes, Bryce McGain played his 200th match for Paran. Jeez, I thought he would have been around longer than that. Bryce yeah, he must have played a few he others. He's about 45. Yeah. Mm. Late bloomer. Mm. Yeah. Jonah Cock. <laughs> yeah. okay. He took five for 21 against St Kilda, playing for the team that he plays for. <laughs> <laughs> you 
meant to be the Premier Cricket expert. Yeah, we're, we're Footscray Edgewater, of course. He's from Werribee, yeah. but he—I knew he was from Werribee. I just didn't realise he'd made the journey up the Western, up the whatever road that is, to Footscray. <laughs> yeah, and so that was a good effort. He hasn't played a game for two years or something. Yeah, so and, and his wickets were Quiney, uh, Hanscom, Graham Rummins, and two other blokes. So, so that was good effort. Mm. Yeah, so good wickets there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Essendon not too good. They've had to bring their third eleven in, so you know that happens. <laughs> Word is they're getting a few. Uh, they're going to call up a few blokes from Geelong Premier Cricket that just recently retired last year. <laughs> oh Lee right, Pickery okay. Play the last few rounds. Yeah, Liam Pickery's going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> And um, our boys, the oh, Kingston Hawthorne Hawks. The mangoes, yeah. Yeah, the um, the old East Melbourne crew. Now, this is Not so good. Oh, sorry, they ruined it for me. Oh, sorry. I wanted to build up of how we were coming along as a powerhouse yeah. and everything was going the way of um, the Hawks and then, yeah, and then just flattened me right out. Yeah. Mm. Well, they were playing Carlton and Tom Smythe made a century. And uh, Carlton finished at uh, six for three hundred and twenty-seven. Oh. So they're up against it yeah. next Saturday. So mm. Sauce made a ton then. Oh, no, Smythe. No, I think Sauce had had ninety-five in a brown paper bag. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Just, just gave to the umps. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Any little dig into Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just a little note on second eleven. We don't often delve into second eleven Premier cricket, but. Uh, Elias Caragiorgio oh, good name. Oh, mm, great. smashed up 209 not out oh, against cool. Danny Nong. Wow. Mm. Off 207 balls, 18 fours and seven sixes. Jeez. So, yeah, had a big day. Yeah. Yes, and there's a lot of uh, Vic cricketers back playing in the Premier Cricket on the weekend with no um, uh, no state cricket on this weekend. Yep. Stoinis was playing. and. Uh, yeah, he took three for 49, and Dan Christian made 56 or 40 balls. And the, Yeah, there's a the bit of... Yeah, yeah, bit of... Maybe bit of action. should have gone back to Premier Cup Yeah, maybe he'd still have a hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my, um, um, you know, well-put-together Premier Cricket rap. Yeah, that, now, wasn't, that wasn't thrown together at all, Ross. <laughs> no, no, that, that was a lot of research and preparation. How was that. I here? <laughs> yes, yep. Uh, we now go to the special segment, one that has had hours of preparation put into it. Oh, it's over to Alex for groundskeeping corner. I think, I think you've got hours put in preparation confused with hours it's going to take yeah. to get through it. Oh. Good note, that's hilarious. Although I can actually spy his page here, and it doesn't look like there's a lot of notes on it, so hopefully There's it's... many a page. <laughs> six pages here, fellas. I was hoping for brevity. 57 of, pages of, of sparse of, notes. Of, of perfect cursive script. <laughs> <laughs> right, I get on Okay. What's is essential to a game of cricket, fellas? Give us Stouts, a cu- cricket ball. Close. An Very umpire, good. Yep. Uh, a a pitch. pitch. Nah. Grass. Oh. Sorry, Close. Grass. A cricket fence and slash boundary. <laughs> Always, you can't have a cricket game without a cricket fence or a boundary, fellas. Oh, I'm not sure. I went to a game yesterday that didn't seem to have any fence. But anyway, continue. Oh, so what, do they hit a boundary that you can afford? No, there needs to be a defined start and finish to the field of play. <laughs> right, okay. Will you just hit it into the next suburb and run 55, do you? No. <laughs> 
So what I'm going to do today, fellas, is run through the many different types of cricket fences or fencing. (laughs) So I thought this would be a bit of a mix-up from around the ground segment, which I'll get back to next episode, but I thought, but that might be getting a bit samey, so we'll go on to the cricket fences. So what's the first type of... When you think cricket fences, what springs to mind, fellas? Pickets. Picket fence. Fantastic. Quintessential cricket fencing. Everyone, every club would love to have a picket fence. All your premier stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, real blue blood yeah, sort yeah. of private yeah. school, Melbourne university style. Yeah, yeah. old yeah. English, the, you know. the, the Albert Brown, yeah. the creams, yeah. that sort of shit. People yeah. who like pre- prefix their name with Lord, like Tip Madsley, yeah. Lord Tip Madsley. Yeah, Lord yeah. Tip Madsley. Yeah, <laughs> of the Madsley clan. Clan, 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 clan Madsley. Yeah. <laughs> so a picket fence, as defined by Wikipedia, oh, God. is a decorative <laughs> fence depicted by evenly spaced pickets. <laughs> Attached to horizontal rails, usually white or off-white in colour. Some even come in cream or vanilla colour. I may have made that last bit up. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that was good. Also, uh, Arctic white's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> snow white, antique white, isn't it? Yeah, ice, antique ice white, blast, yeah, electric yeah, white, chemically people. resistant whites yep. used a bit too. Um, and guess, guess where the expression "rattling the pickets" comes from? Cricket. Picket fences. Cricket. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the picket fence is quite popular in the US, which is very interesting. For something that's almost um, a quintessential Americana type thing is also quintessentially cricket. Mm. So I suppose there's not too many things that have that crossover between the US and um, English or cricket sort of what section. What about getting hammered drunk at a sporting contest and punching the shit out of someone? Uh... That transcends. Yeah, but they just do shots and shit over yeah. there. They're like shotties. Yeah, they don't just drink a million beers. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on to uh, picket fences. <laughs> it, it, picket fences are said to be a decorative way to contain pets and children without blocking views. I found that really hilarious. Why would you write that on a video? <laughs> Um, mostly made Someone of... with more time on their hands than you. Yeah, that's not many, that it's not many people. It's not many people. Um, mostly in wood, guys, um, but can be available with PVC or polyvinyl chloride in the old money. <laughs> uh, to to install a picket fence, what would you start with? You start the horizontal rails or the pickets? No, you'd start with the posts. So you'd usually do that by digging a hole, usually 36 inches by 12 inches. You can either do this manually or with an auger. Okay, dead air. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolute dead air. Then you add the horizontal rails to that. Make sure they're... You actually don't really need to make sure that they're le- uh, horizontal at all. And then you add your picket fence. Your pickets. One mm. by one. And you can do it in a flat fence. straight across the top. Or you can do it in a... <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've had enough like picket to... fence nonsense. <laughs> Come on, move on. Okay, I'll move on to the next one. I'm looking at one right now. The chain link fence. Uh, which is a... Uh, Sort of a more suburban type affair. You can't afford the picket fences. What do you do? The next level down. Your more blue-collar operators. Yeah, there's a chain-link fence. Looks far better if you paint it in white or um, black, but most often you'll just see it as a um, plain, plain wire. Um, it's also known as wire netting, wire mesh, chain wire, cyclone or hurricane fencing, or diamond mesh fencing. Usually made from galvanised steel, or LLDPE, coated steel. Not sure what that is. You didn't want to research that? No. Thank God. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, it is made by bending wire into a zigzag pattern. You don't, sir. <laughs> the zig hooks. Um, 
The zig part of the wire hooks with the wire immediately on one side, and each zag with the wire immediately on the other <laughs> side. So that's how it fits together, guys, if we didn't realise. Oh, the God. Scott Boland Studios are really, really it flat makes, right now. It makes, yeah. it makes yeah. a quintessential diamond pattern, as you see, in chain link or cyclone or hurricane. We are flatter than an MCG drop-in. Now, guys, I know you are, absolute, <laughs> you are absolutely champing at the bit for the history behind where chain link gets. Oh, where's that bloody dong again? Yeah, hang on. The hang UK on. firm Barnard Bishop and Barnard was established in Norwich to produce the chain link in 1844. What would you just say? <laughs> <laughs> what would you just say? Enough. 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 All right. Have we got anything other than fencing to talk about? No, I've got a couple of other fences. There's one, right. Okay, one move on. Move on. Okay, look, we're missing out a lot of great friggin' fun facts, guys. <laughs> Pipe fencing. Now, this is a stalwart of northeastern yep. metropolitan yep. Uh, Melbourne. Maybe I said Mildura then. The pipe fence. Old, I'm guessing, I'm guessing cast off steel pipes. Just plug them together, plug them together, and then you've got a fence, guys. Uh, possibly the ugliest type of fence around and possibly the cheapest type of fence around because every ground seems to have one in our league or our area anyway. When I played football, there was we had the piping fence. Yeah. And on ours still had a tap. Yes. Yeah, many still have a tap. It's crazy to me. Anyway. um, Now, that brings out a a fence without that's not covered in with a big gap there brings into a very funny rule that happens in local cricket ball. Mm -hmm. Is that a ball can pass pass underneath the top rung of the fence and still be a six Mm -hmm. if it lands over the bottom of where the fence could be. That's the boundary. Yeah. The bottom of the fence. Yeah, it's weird though. Yeah, weird rule. Anyway, the only problem with a pipe fence is it needs to be installed by a qualified plumber. Bam. That's a good joke. <laughs> Surely not. You, no, should it have seen, you should have seen how happy he was with that joke, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> whipping that one up last night. It's hilarious. Uh... Um, last one, last one, fellas. I've got a little special mention at the end, but the last one is rope fencing, which is often what you see in international cricket. They'll put yeah. a rope around the fence because, was it Geraint Jones? Smashed his yeah, knee into the Simon fence. Uh, Simon, Simon Jones. 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 But no, he wasn't the fence. No, no, he, he just didn't know how to slide. Oh, so who killed himself? On Ricky Ponting did it. He Ponting. Oh, he he angled his himself. ankle yeah, on something okay. at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. And he missed the tour to New Zealand the next tour because he yeah. had his... Yeah, I think it was Jones SCG, plugged, but yes. Simon Jones just plugged in the outfield of the back or the Gabba or something. Gabba, yeah. Gabba. Oh, okay. So he's only got himself to blame. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. It's installed by laying rope onto the ground. You love that one, boy. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, often you see now, um, you know, with big money and big business taking over cricket internationally for good or bad, you'll see advertising awnings in the form of the Toblerone. Yes. Yes, the Toblerone's um, shaped padding. You can padding, call it. Yep, yeah. you got around. Um, interesting rule on our ICC rule. When the rope is disturbed by a player, it should then be replaced to its original location. By the player? Ball, no, just before the ball's played. Oh, no, okay. players don't do that stuff, mate. Well, they don't know, get paid three it. grand match fees to put bloody rope back, do they? Come on. Maybe they do. Maybe it's like in the fine print. Yeah. <laughs> True. Actually, I want <laughs> that, that next show. Match <laughs> yeah. One of the things, Alex, I've noticed with the rope, there's yeah. some weird rules about it. Like that one you just mentioned, like there's no sort of obligation to put it back. Like mm. you see sometimes a guy take a catch and the rope sort of hooped around him almost. Yeah. It's, there's no one seemed to be responsible for putting it back, which is a bit weird. What I don't understand is like most of these grounds are, you know, professional sporting grounds. Mm. Why don't they... 
paint out a white line and put the rope on top of it. Yeah. So then if the rope gets disturbed, mm. there's a white line yeah, that's the boundary. Yeah, it's a guide, yeah. I don't know, it might be Ross, something. Especially for third umpiring and that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Ross, you'd be spewing if you got caught doing that, like if the fence had just, yeah. or the broker yeah. just yeah. got yeah. back. Yeah. Absolutely bit. spewing, I think, Ross. Another yeah. one that's weird is with the rope. They try and, they've made complicated rules about whether it's a four or a six when it hits the rope. Yeah. 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 It hits it on the inside, so oh, really? closer to the wicket, it's a four, but if it hits it on the outside half of the rope, it's a six or something. It's what just if it hits it right on the peak? I don't know. I so it should just be simply... Stops, I, think I think if it hits it on the peak, the bowler and batsman have a wrestle-off. Ah, yeah. And whoever's pinned, it goes that way. So yeah. if the batsman pins a ball at six, if the bowler pins yeah. a batsman, then it's only four. four. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They, so could, also, just, they no, could just simplify it and say if the ball... Or hits the rope, it's four. Yeah, and if exactly. it doesn't, it's six. Yeah. Yeah. Black and or white, yes. Um, mm. Also, the if you jump from outside the field of play, catch the ball and land inside the field of play, it's a six, right? Mm. So you have to jump from inside the field of play. Yeah, and to then, the outside, then back in. If yeah, you want to one of those yeah throw it in before you yeah. touch it. Yeah, I find that weird too. Anyway. Yeah, I do find that weird. It sort of makes sense though, because you start in. Yeah, so yes. you're last you're touching last, the ball yeah. when you're over the fence. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, for one special mention, as I saw, uh, a bit of social media thing, was the cricket bat fence. So one of the local clubs had like a pipe fencing thing, and so any bat that they would disuse, they would literally nail it or screw it into the pipe fencing. Oh, I think I've seen those. And they would just go... Like cricket bat pickets. Yeah, 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 cricket bat pickets all the way around. It'd take them about you know, 75 years. Yeah. I think the first cricket bats would be rotted out into absolutely nothing by the time they do it. I break mine every time I go out, so they can probably that's why he's still renting, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Cost yeah. 400 bucks a week. Yeah. It'd be a fairly expensive fence when it's finished, too. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, but I, I really like that. 100 bucks a picket. Yeah, I'll probably more. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's fencing, guys. Have you guys got any other sort of fencing you've seen around? Well, you didn't have the uh, you didn't have the old uh, favourite of park cricket, just the, the witches hats. Yeah. Oh, the witches hats. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. Do you know how you install witches hats out there? Just drop just them on, drop the on the ground, guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that looks about right. Yeah. And then the second week, you just bring, if you're batting, you just bring them in 10 metres. Well, I found this thing the other day. I read an article that they bought fencing in at the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But if, I had a, if I had a cheer sound on my um, soundboard, I would have just done it. Just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's um, me, guys. That's me. How, how long was that, Lot? That wasn't that long. Well, that was good. That was, You kept that under... That's just gone over 10 minutes. That's all right. Because a couple of air horns kept you moving. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was going to look into what you're allowed to wear into the MCC or the... Um, uh, I'd save that for another day. Maybe 2017, 2019, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that still good. Okay. Um, interesting, interesting. I did play cricket once where it was a turf pitch and at the end of the game we had to take out like a chicken wire and a wooden frame and set up the rabbit proof fence to keep the rabbits off the turf wicket. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Were you getting paid at all paid for that career club? Because I would have refused if I was a paid uh, No, they, they did put on a very nice, we had a tea break or I think you'd call it and then after the match there were an even bigger spread. So I was quite happy yeah, to help out and put the rabbit-proof fence up. Let's mm. have it right now, all right? Let's yeah. get this out in the open right what? now. Ross has never played sport. For oh. <laughs> yeah, Ross, Ross doesn't play He sport. doesn't play unless there's a yellow envelope in yeah. the hand at the end of each game, all right? There's 10 to 20 pineapples yeah, sitting exactly in. Exactly right. <laughs> 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 
And he just uh, he, he knows on the field too when he receives the envelope he's been paid oh, correctly. And he'll, he'll be spewing. He'll be spewing at the Oh yeah, he will just be vomiting up everywhere if he uh, doesn't get paid in full. Okay, uh, let's move on now. Let's not bring a good segment down with uh, idle chit chat. <laughs> let's move on now to state cricket. Yes, so BBL wrap-up. David, I believe you have a few thoughts on the final. I saw bits and pieces of the final, and as a cricket podcast, I should have watched the whole thing. Um, yeah, I thought well, Usman Khawaja batted well, and obviously Kevin Peterson batted well. Um, it's a funny old game, really. It was basically one player versus one player. In the yes, so, in the batting. Yeah. Yeah, Usman Khawaja probably plumped twice, but yeah, you get that. Mm. I'm not sure the umpiring in the BBL has been on the, the biggest no, or the highest great. standard. In the, in this, no, in it's interesting that they don't use DRS. Mm. Yeah. Why don't they just give them one? Yeah. It wouldn't waste too much. They don't want it to waste too much time. Like, but if they only like, have one, yeah, that's there's going to be a maximum of, say, I oh, will... Bowlers yeah, are running, running back running. to the top of their mark, though. Yeah, but for a run-out, they spent 57. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. In the same game, when Kawaja probably could have been given that LBW, yeah. they checked a ball, whether it was a four or saved, yeah. and they checked that for five, five ten minutes, yeah. just trying to see, right, and did and he touch it. the rope? Rock and roll yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, surely you could just use DRS one time per innings. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? It's very true, and there's no better way to wrap up um, a big BBL season than to go through the Dud Eleven. Yes. Oh, so yes. Here, I've I've spent some time, and we've all had a little bit of a contribution to this. And we've got the Dud Eleven, then we've got the special award, the Jade Dernbach Award for the worst international <laughs> signing of the season. <laughs> Have we contacted so, old mate Jade. Uh, let's get started with the Dud Eleven. And there's an interesting crossover you might notice here with the Big Lug 11, because <laughs> yeah. opening the batting, Big Craig Simmons. Oh, yes. Had a shocker. One of the yeah. biggest... What, did he get dropped after three games yeah. or something? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, number two, Ben Dunk. Didn't do a whole lot. No. Yeah, no, he had a quiet one. Yep. And number three, Kumar Sangakara. I think he made 80 runs for the tournament. Yeah, he made like two or three ducks in a row or you know, a couple of those scores. Yep. It doesn't help when Duncan Sangakara are two of the top three yeah, for the Hobart yeah, Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. At number four, had Peter Forrest. Mm. Pretty yeah, junk, got dropped. One, one yeah, but one or two. Yeah. He's had a one shocker. Ginsman Jason Flores next. Yes, yes. I was going to um, suggest him if he wasn't ready. Now, you did you put Jason Flores in the big lug 11? I did. Yes. 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 the fact that he's about 80 kilos. I think I missed out somewhat massive too. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah Scott Bowl. He never Scott Bowl. Yeah. The, the guy with the biggest head in bloody cricket <laughs> anywhere. He's got the head like an American staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, at number six, my um, figure of hate, Johan Botha. Yeah, what yeah. the hell was going on? What was he batting at six at a BBL to begin with? He batted at five one game. He's just... Yep. Oh, just shocking. Sorry. He must have, like, he must have some, like, really good, like, photos of yeah. Chuck Berry or something. Because yeah. Chuck, everywhere Chuck goes, he takes him with him and makes him captain and lets him bat where he wants. And so some, there's got to be something going on there. It's weird. At number seven, a bloke who couldn't hit the ball and then bowled really slow, Darren Sammy. Yeah, yeah he had a oh, shocking yeah. tournament. I said last Absolute year, I'm sorry stinker. to play a game against the Stars. Yeah. They worked out he can't hit the short stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they just didn't put anything in his half, yeah. and he was terrible. 
Yeah. Very you, I'm West Indian of him not to be able to hit the shortstop. How do you not be able to hit the shortstop yeah, in that, le- at that level? Another Hobart well, Hurricane too, Ross, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I think it was more that he'd miss time it and he'd get bad on ball, but he'd just yeah. miss time it, trickle away and he might get a single. Uh, yeah. It's he couldn't put it over the fence. He couldn't even get a decent shot on it. I don't I don't know. It's obviously got a lot of skills, but short ball facing short bowling's not one of them. Yeah. Uh, number eight, James Faulkner. I think he took one wicket. Oh really? He's been pretty crap this year, hasn't yeah. he? Yep. In yep. most formats. Yeah. Number nine. Trent Lawford. <laughs> Shrek. Shrek. Big they really didn't give him much of a run, though. They no, bet him too low. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he just a top-up player anyway? No, no, he's in their squad. But, oh, oh, but he was like you. the 15th player or oh, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. At number 10, the uh, Gorinda Sandu. Yeah. Your yeah. He's ordinary. He got dropped. Now, is that Gorinda Sandu the medium pace or Gorinda Sandu the off-spinner? Oh, the, Gorinda Sandy, the man who backs away to square leg, facing Sean Tate. Oh, there's not Gorinda Sandy, the man who likes bum taps from Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> or bowling a cricket ball with some ten pins. Yeah. Oh, those are. Oh, right. Or is it the man with the big diamante? Yes, exactly. Cubic zirconia. Yeah. Well, did I just cubic zirconia? Yeah. yeah. I just I just said that so you would say cubic zirconia. I couldn't remember what that phrase was. Yeah. <laughs> and number eleven, Jackson Bird. He he's pretty shit too. Um, at at twelfth man, Andy Lee. Oh yes, great oh, guy. Yeah. Why is he still there? I don't know. Like it was funny in BBL one because yeah. Hamish was at the Renegades and Andy was at the Stars, and then BBL two, it's like okay. BBL three, it's like yeah, it's wearing out. And this is BBL five, and he's still doing it. You know yeah. what it is? Andy Lee is the BBL strawny. Oh. It's a joke that people are not prepared to let go of and just <laughs> or get rid of. Huh? Russell Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. With his two yeah. jumpers on. Yeah, he's going to run out there yeah. with the Renegades top on, take it off. Oh, I'm the stars. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what, do they have like a Media Legends game at the BBL, do they? No, I don't know. No, that's, yeah. that's what Russell Gilbert does. I just wanted to bring that down, sorry. And there's a few nominations for the next... For the next position of coach, but I went for David Saker. Yeah, oh, yeah. the goatee yeah. himself. Yep. David just, is that just because he whinges all the time in the media, Ross? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. I think that's Probably. a trait of Victorian coaches, isn't it? Yes. Just Did the big ship ever get out there and whinge? Didn't he Ship whinge it? that he couldn't yeah. play yep. seven spinners or some crap? Yes, other... he's oh, a massive whinge. He picked 12 people in our team yeah, or something. Yeah, that's true. And uh, then he didn't pick any Yes, he wanted to pick yeah. 12. Yeah. yeah, so he could put two spinners yep. in and then he didn't pick a spinner. <laughs> yeah. yep. CEO of the oh, Dart 11 would be, be Eddie Maguire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what about Jason Dunst? The Renegades weren't any good either. Yeah, true. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's and not the, Eddie Maguire, so yeah. The Dart 11, the fan is the Chumbawamba dude from the Scorchers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the world's biggest BBL fan, that guy. Mad off his trolley, yep. Yeah. And um, finally, for the worst international signing of BBL 05, and there was some the Jade Dernbach Award, yeah, stiff competition. Jade Dernbach Award. I've gone for Kumar Sangakara, yeah, unfortunately. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. He probably came with the biggest reputation yeah. and he stunk it up. Yeah, it started when the game we called, and he went out first ball, hit it straight down mid off's throat. Oh, yeah, real just terrible. 
terrible dick shot too. Yep. Darren Sammy's lucky to escape the... Yeah, gee, <laughs> very... I think yeah. McCullum's up there because they keep signing the prick he doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Brisbane Heat. They're yeah, just dud yeah. 11. Without, if they took out um, Chris Lynn, they're the dud 11. Imagine if they didn't have him, they'd get rolled for 30 Oh, <laughs> terrible. Some of their recruiting too. They let Dan Christian go. Yeah. I don't understand it. He can't play shield that bloke, but he's a good T20 player. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's that's the wrap of the uh, BBL. Rap, Back to yeah. some real cricket, as people would call it, Futures League. Yeah. Something very close to my heart. Yes. New South Wales and Victoria played at Blacktown over the week just gone. There are lots of Shield players in for New South Wales. Peter Neville, Sean Abbott, Dougie Bollinger. Um, Peter Neville made a ton for New South Wales, and they won comfortably despite a ton to Aaron Eyre, who is the backup keeper of Victoria at the minute. And never know, he might get a Shield game. Uh, depending on whether Hanscom takes the gloves or not. South Australia and Queensland met at the seaside at Glenelg. Queensland won very easily. Uh, Sam Heaslett uh, made a pair of tons, 117, 170. He's, he's made some runs out here. Oh, he has. He has. And I imagine he's in red-hot form then to make more runs for Queensland. He's only young too. I think he's um, uh, 19 or 20. Yeah, I remember because they put him in one of the BBL games. I talked about how young he was. Yeah, Big Freddie Flintoff was a good rep for him. Yeah. And uh, one of uh, your men, Bull, Jake Wildermuth, yep. he, he made 116 batting down the order. Mm. Oh, that's right. The Wildermuth. Yeah, big Wildermuth. He was yeah. one of the ones that I um, whinged about when we were doing the Cricket Australia text commentary. Yes. Mm. Um, yes. When I just told one of those guys to piss off, it was uh, Wildermuth, he was one of the fielders. So uh, yeah. He's now my man. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And one that you'll be interested in hearing about, Alex, Tom yeah. Andrews, a leg spinner from Darwin. Ah, who played for the Caxi against the Windies in Brisbane in early uh, December. Yes. Uh, he took seven for 116 for South Australia. Oh, good. He made oh, a Mick Lewis Fifer. Fifer. Got a yeah. big gin Fifer. <laughs> <laughs> Six for 31 on the weekend, fellas. Just, just <laughs> All right. And um, the last game was at Bell Reeve. Tasmania took on the ACT. Tasmania won by an innings. Alex Doolan top scored for the hey, match. He's back. Get him in the test side. Oh, yes, yes. We're looking for a test number three. He actually batted five for some reason, which is yeah. interesting. We might have to rename our studios back to the Alex Doolan studios after his match. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine effort. Yeah. And uh, one of the great names in uh, state cricket, Hamish Kingston, took yeah. a five. Uh, Kingston Town. Kingston Pride, the mango. <laughs> Kingston Biscuit. <laughs> Assorted creams, they're the best, aren't they? <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my auntie and auntie. Uh, oh, I'll get my auntie on that. They go on about how all the assorted creams taste the same these days. They're very nice. Oh, these days. Yeah. Yeah. Back That's in the day, they had distinct tastes. because there's no yeah. GMOs in it or whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> It's because you meant to take them out of the packet and put some salt on them. Like those, what are they called? Those lemon biscuits that have got salt on them? What? <laughs> There's some lemon biscuits that got salt on them. I don't know. Okay. I, don't I think, think, I think those tequila shots. I think you get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so that's the Futures League. They have a bit of a rest now and get, we get back into the Shield cricket. That starts on Wednesday. Round six of the Shield, Vic versus Tassie at the G, South Australia versus Queensland at the Adelaide Oval, and New South Wales and WA play in Lincoln, New Zealand. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, this is to get everyone prepared for New Zealand tour, isn't it? Yes. It's a, it's a fair trip for WA. Yes. And then um, the next round, which is pink ball round starting uh, 11 days later, mm-hmm. WA 
a, a New South Wales playing Perth. So they're both oh, clocking up the miles, those two yeah, teams. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, lots to look forward to there. We now head on to our next special segment, and it's over to Mick for Inside Clubland. My favourite segment. Yeah, highly, uh, highly acclaimed, uh, highly regarded in the cricket circles. Yeah. Everyone I speak to, even people who don't listen to the podcast, have heard about the <laughs> segment, and they absolutely love it. So take it away, Mick. Alrighty, so for uh, this uh, edition of Inside Clubland, we've gone back to People of Clubland, mm. and we're going, it's on-field People of Clubland Part 2. So I've got three uh, people I'll go through today. So first off, I've got the... I was a keeper at my old club. <laughs> so, so over the course of your time in Clubland, you will encounter this character at least once, but usually far more times. Yeah. The keeper at my old club is usually a chap who seems to have just enough ability to get a game in the thirds, but to try and guarantee selection has hatched a plan to tell everyone who will listen... Yeah, yeah, I used to keep back home. <laughs> Despite the fact he couldn't keep a beer cold if he had refrigerators for hands. <laughs> That's as nearly as good as the turtle So I guess you better judgment. You select you in the twos for the first game because the second's keeper is on footy trip. <laughs> you smell the rot when you see him pre-game removing the tags from a brand new set of keeping pads. <laughs> yes. He then proceeds for the next 40 overs to mishandle and drop more balls than an uncoordinated porn star. Well, <laughs> 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 there's our explicit rating. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but due to the nature of park cricket, no one ever calls him out on it. No. And he proceeds to keep for the rest of the season, dropping catch after catch. Hmm. Until Mad Is this Mark... the... Yeah, sorry, go. Oh, so is this um, the John Blowfield story? <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, sorry. sorry. Continue, sorry. So he drop, dropping catch after catch until Mad Monday when he announces that he's giving up keeping next year to let one of the young kids have a go. <laughs> Despite the fact he's only 23. <laughs> Whilst I'll commend the keeper at my old club for having a crack at trying to guarantee selection, I recommend for everyone else out there in Clubland to choose an easier path. Yep. Be the bloke who tells awesome shagging stories. <laughs> or gets blackout drunk and pisses all over himself. Yes, that's the way to get selected. By far, both of these are less embarrassing than dropping six catches every week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so from him we move on to the slow quick. The individual who I've encountered on a number of occasions through my trip in Park Cricket Land and I'm guessing a number of people listening have as well. The slow quick is a bloke who comes steaming in off, tw- off a 20-step run-up, only to bowl it so slowly that you feel like a day has passed before the ball reaches you. <laughs> yes. After his first delivery, you tell yourself, keep your wits, because it's probably just a loosener. But then the second comes down, and you have enough time to do your tax return. <laughs> <laughs> you know this bloke is being fed in. You quickly, you quickly scale the field for hidden cameras to see if James Sherry, Grant Denyer, or some other D-grade D TV type are going to jump out and yell, you're on cricket stitch-ups. <laughs> when this doesn't happen, you decide to try and belt this bloke absolutely everywhere. One trait this glorified off-spinner does share with, with his genuine quick brethren is that he loves to gob off. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the desired effect. When you're not listening, because you're watching his mate search a hedge for the ball you just dispatched over his head for six. 
The slow quick also loves an excuse for his lack of pace and wickets. Oh, these run-ups are horrible. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, geez, this is a stiff breeze. Can be heard from the top of his run-up before he steams into bowl another rat paste piece of fruit. I'm glad he went with fruit then. <laughs> the slow quick can also be found at training, bowling two foot over the crease trying to scare the under-14s kids because it makes him feel like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> when questioned about it, he can be heard saying, I never bowl him in a game. <laughs> Which doesn't, which doesn't seem relevant when he sends down three no balls in his first over the following week. <laughs> it is. In closing, I have one piece of advice for the slow quick. Just give it up, mate. Stick to off spin, buddy. Take up off spin or just stop gobbing off. <laughs> so we move on to, to our third and final chat for this uh, edition of Inside, uh, Inside Clubland. We have the hipster. Right. <laughs> Only a very recent addition to Clubland. The hipster can be found on a Saturday morning riding his 1952 Melbourne star <laughs> to the ground with his beard flowing on the breeze whilst wearing a cricket shirt and a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> the hipster I can... saw a bloke fielding in a fedora the other day. <laughs> the hipster can be heard telling anyone who listened, I was a Nathan Lyon fan before it was cool. Oh, here we go. And that he spent the previous night in Brunswick at a vegan cafe listening to poetry about the struggles of the Brazilian coffee bean farmer <laughs> and how it really put his life into perspective for him. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep up with the, hist- with the hipster way of doing things, the, non- the, the non-mainstream way, i.e. the hardest way possible, <laughs> the hipster has taken up the game's hardest discipline, leg spin. <laughs> Despite his hipsterness, which would be seen as a perceived weakness, the leg-spinning hipster takes bags of wickets, but doesn't celebrate his wickets as a protest against cricket balls being made of leather. <laughs> <laughs> Once players stop, the hipster can be found in the club rooms drinking a Melbourne stubby or a chili-infused chai latte. Before declaring he's heading home to get started on his newest batch of homebrew, Cervasas, whilst listening to traditional Nepalese folk music. If anything can be learnt from the past, it is that the hipster will not be a permanent feature of Clubland and will last about as long as al- aluminium bats or a Michael Clark retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and that's this, that's this edition uh, of Inside Clubland. Oh, very yeah, good, Nick. As always, excellent. Um, uh, interesting you mentioned about um, the hipster and their, their bats. I, I I also know a hipster who plays cricket, and um, because it's the hipster way, his bat, he went and sourced his own willow. Right. Yep, and he homemade it on his own lathe. Just, you know, he's got his homebrew equipment in one corner of the shed, and in the other <laughs> corner of the shed he's got his um, bat-making equipment, and um, he used um, string that was made from all natural fibres around the bat handle. and. Yeah, and he made sure that it was from a sustainable forest that he sourced the willow. And uh, instead of oil, he used uh, natural beeswax to coat the bat. <laughs> Just to give it that finish that he's looking for. And uh, what happened, he went out to bat with it and it broke the first time he used it. <laughs> he, would have, he would have been spinning. Yeah. Good yeah. story and well told, Ross. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah. Can I, I sort of... interject here? Here at the Boland Studios where we can see a Vets game of cricket going just across the road. Oh, um, yes. Well, during that hilarious segment, Nards, I did see one of the old fellas, a bit of a mix-up in the running between the wickets, slipped over in mid-pitch. The op- opposition team, whoever they are, are gentlemen, have just gone, nah, we're not going to run the out, come back in your crease, mate. 
So because he fell over, they they didn't run him out, and they could have. So no. that's disgraceful. Yeah. Don't want it enough, these blokes. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to win a vet's flag with that attitude? I seem to remember. Uh, quite distinctly playing a game of local cricket where the two batsmen collided with one another and we ran them out. <laughs> and then and then we got together on the pitch as one of them was being carried off and discussed, had we run out the right one? <laughs> I do <don't> remember that. <laughs> <laughs> bleeding from the face. His helmet, we were trying to get his helmet off and we were looking at each other going, did we run him out or did we run the other one out? <laughs> You get the right one? All right. Uh, thanks for that, Mick. That was very, very good as always. We move now over to women's cricket. And it was uh, good to see the B- WBBL final played as a curtain raiser to the BBL final. And the Sydney Thunder did the double, winning the men's yes. and the women's. Yeah. Fine effort there. And the women's T20 uh, series is currently on Australia versus India. They haven't been great. I did watch a bit of the um, the first game on Tuesday. India had some impressive bowlers, I noticed. Quite tall yeah. bowlers. It struggled quite a bit. Mm. And um, they could certainly hit a long ball, the Indians. Yes. Um, and well, Australia, stra- I think, took... I think seven wickets in the last five overs in today's game. Right. India were cruising at three for about 100, and they only needed 130, and they got bowled out. There's a few uh, suspect shots, too. Just uh, girls throwing their wickets away. There's a few park cricket uh, dismissals in there. (laughs) Yeah, slogging across the line and stuff. Yeah, straight up in the air, top edge style. Yeah. I see. Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yes, they do. Canberra on Tuesday and then Hobart Friday and Sunday. Yeah, cool. So yet to see whether Channels 9 or 10 are going to pick them up and put them on TV, but wait and see. I wouldn't be holding my breath. There's no no other cricket in Australia. All the international cricket's gone. The Australian men's team will be in um, New Zealand, but um, there's dead time there. Obviously they won't show it then because Channel 9 or 10 have a history of when there's no cricket on to be able to... I'd say as of today, they'll put their microphones in mothballs and say we're done. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Anyway, that's the way it goes. Um, I really think uh, on a broader picture, Cricket Australia should look at reclaiming February as a cricket month by getting yeah. more cricket on TV. Anyway, yeah. um, you know, the NRL, Auckland Nines, and their other pre-season stuff's all on Foxtel. All the AFL pre-seasons on Foxtel, even though they both start in February. There's nothing on free-to-air TV. Yeah. I think it's opportunity missed. Play some Shield yeah. games. Yeah, look, just just put on the Saturday or the Sunday of the Shield game. Yeah. It makes you know, but the, these these particularly these two ODIs coming up in Hobart, they're Friday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just you know, it's it's one crew there. It's for three days. Anyway, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> no. No. Okay, over to you, David. For your segment, People Who Can Piss Off. Yep, uh, right. So this week, uh, the person who could piss off the most is Neil Baum. Um, <laughs> he was on SEN during the week and he was whinging about um, all the advertising that Channel 9 do for their new shows yeah. um, during the during the cricket coverage. Yeah. 
a fair enough gripe if you're just a member of the Joe public. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my understanding of the way advertising works on television and the way it filters back to clubs. Uh, and obviously, feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very unlikely to be. <laughs> <laughs> so my understanding of it is, is companies pay TV stations to advertise their product. Yes, right? correct. So whoever... Tick so far. Company goes, right, there's the cash. Let people know about us. Yeah. So what happens is companies pay more for the more popular time slots. Correct, too. Right? Yes. So yeah, that's the more the people way. are watching. Correct. Yes. So the more popular time slots cost more. Yes. TV stations then advertise their own shows. Yes. At popular time slots. Yes, the best time slots. The always. best time yes. slots. To get people to watch the show. Yes. So they can then demand more money. Yes. From the people they're advertising for. Yes. Right? TV stations then pay lots of money. To cricketing governing or sporting governing bodies, yes, to for, right. for their to, for the right to show their sport. Yes. What happens then? Yes. Is that money? Yes. Filters down uh-huh. from the governing sporting body uh-huh. to the clubs who yes. play that sport, which Neil Baum is a beneficiary of. <laughs> yes. He's the director of coaching or something at Collingwood Football Club. Yes. Right. So he's getting this money. From the $1.4 billion that the Channel 7 have paid for the AFL rights. Yes. Right? Yes. He's getting some of that cash. Yes. There's an old the saying. System. There's an old saying, brother. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> <laughs> all right? If you want to get on radio and whinge about all this advertising going on, just say, we don't want the money. Exactly. Anyway, that's my gripe with Neil Barn. In fairness to Neil Barn, but the ads in the middle... They're shocking. No, but the ones in the middle of an over... <laughs> that's just it's that's shocking. just ridiculous. But it's a business. Yeah. It's not, yeah. But in the know. middle of an over, but yeah, after I've three got, balls. And like Phil said, if you're part of the greatest oh, like yeah. Joe, yeah. Joe Public, yeah, yeah, that's right. Then you can have a yeah. gripe about yeah. it if you just us. Yeah, you know, we don't get much out of that money. Do we? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not a, not a shekel. Not yeah. a shekel makes its way down to us. Not one halfpenny. Thrifty bit. No, not even a thrifty bit, Ross. It's with a heavy heart I have to piss these two people off. Yeah. Um, friends of the show. Some might even say members of the show. Right. All right. Ross, you've got to piss off, mate. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I like your... how it's debatable whether Ross is a member of this. Yeah. <laughs> your behaviour on Australia Day, mate, is unacceptable. All right? And you've made it hard to party at the Smith Man abode from now on. I won't go into the details, but I'm spewing that what's happening. All right? The next person has to piss off is Mick. For spilling Coca-Cola on my carpet during the pre-show, mate. Right. <laughs> so you can piss right off as well. The very fabric of this show is breaking down. <laughs> oh. Luckily, I've got my great segment mm-hmm. to keep everyone together. And I'm spewing about that too. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's people who can piss off. <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, thank you, David. As always, hard-hitting and thought-provoking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A worrying trend. Mm. <laughs> the the best news I have today is that on my little rundown sheet, which I know none of you read, yep. it's got your your segment to finish at fifty minutes, and we've just ticked over fifty one minutes. So there you go. So I do read the hey. segment yeah. sheet, mate. Make sure it got done quickly. I had some hilarious gags to it late last night, so I do read it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I then deleted all of them. Yeah. <laughs> 
just want the listeners to know, Ross, this is the first time I've ever written anything down for a podcast about... Oh, yeah, sorry. Luckily I'm sitting down, otherwise I would have fallen Because usually it's just me getting blackout drunk during the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's uh, now time for Australian National Team Talk. And I'm going to open up with both barrels here. The selectors have gone mad. (laughs) What type of mad, Ross? They've gone mad, John Inverarity. <laughs> Let's recap a story from Dirk Nennis from the Inverarity era. He played his only ODI, Dirk Nennis, against Scotland in 2009 and was told by the selectors that was so they could have a look at him prior to the two T20s versus England. Right. Then Dirk Nennis said, someone else, I can't remember who he said, played the two T20s against England because the selectors said they wanted to see if he was right for the ODIs versus England. <laughs> if you can follow that, you're doing well. My message to Rod Marsh, Mark War, and whoever else is in the NSP, pick the best bloody players for that format in that format. Yes. If you think a new player is in the best eleven at the experience of an at the expense of an experienced player, that's your fo- that's fine. It's your job to do that. Yeah. Right, Adam Zampa is playing ODIs in New Zealand, and they said it's so they can see if he can play in the World T20. Yes, well, haven't they seen 20. If you want him to play T20, play him in the three T20s currently going on. <laughs> well, didn't they pick boys? Yes. Yeah. But then they didn't play him. I think they pick a boys because they want to see how he'll go in the next one-day tour in the West Indies. I think they want to see how he'll go in the Ashes next one-day tour for these T20s, yeah. Just to get a look at him. Yeah, just get a look at him in international cricket. Yeah. <laughs> See how we go in the long format by playing him in the shortest format. Yeah, this is not uh, the selector's fault, but this is ridiculous. Overlapping tours. Mm. Who have they got organising the tours at Cricket Australia? Dean Wallace? <laughs> oh, any chance to get that in there? Hey, little bug. <laughs> yeah. Smith, Warner and Wade flew to New Zealand yesterday. To get ready for the three-game ODI series that starts on Wednesday, meaning they'll miss today's game, the third T20 game against India. Goes to show you how much the Cricket uh, Australia care about these three T20s. What are they doing though? We've got to play a World T20 in March. Yeah. We haven't played a T20 game for an eon. Yes. We've got six of them in the six weeks before this tournament, three against India at home and three against South Africa in South Africa uh, right at the end of Feb, start of March, why would you not want to have your 13-man squad play all six of those games together? Instead, there's been six changes or something from Tuesday's game to Friday's game and another half a dozen tonight. Cameron Bancroft is keeping for Australia tonight. Mm. That's a bit of throwing all the names up in the air and trying to catch yeah. one and then going, oh, good. This will do. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. Yeah, it is a bit silly. Stupid. It's sort of... Pick uh, your best... lacking in logic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a bit sort of uh, making a mockery of the Australian side than the way they're sort of treating it. It's yes. no longer a yes. pinnacle to play for yep. Australia now. Anyone can get a game because they want to have a look at everyone. Mm. Yeah. They don't this care heavy... about winning it. Yeah. yeah. This have a look. It's nonsense. Yeah, it's tanking. Ah, if you think this bloke can play, play him. And if that means someone else misses out, 
well, then you thought he's better. That's yeah, fine. Isn't it their job to go around to list A cricket and state cricket and have a look at them there? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Isn't that the job that they're doing? Yeah. yeah. You don't, yeah. They couldn't have a look at them in the, what, 18 BBL games or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Exactly. Work? exactly. It's just stupid. And if you think Zampa should be playing T20 ahead of Boyce, play him. Yeah, yeah, drop right. Boyce and play Zampa. Drift. Uh, just <laughs> frustrating. Vivid, you okay, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm alright. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you seemed beaten after that. Yeah. It took a lot out of yeah. you, mate. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> and players resting is bullshit. <laughs> oh, he's gone the curse. He is, well, is, this, is this the second barrel going off? Yeah, yeah, yeah this is the second barrel. Pow, pow yeah. <laughs> the, the Australian cricket team has hardly played. They didn't tour Bangladesh. Yep. That's true. They had, I wouldn't call it a heavy summer, they had a relatively light summer. Yes, they had six tests. Three against the West Indies, though. They were over in three yeah. tests. And one got yeah. washed out. One yeah. got washed out. They only had five ODIs. Sometimes they'd have up to ten. Mm-hmm. And three T20s. And, and they're the not T20s. even playing in them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So who's been arrested? Oh, oh it's... Um, Josh Hazelwood. Yeah, Hazelwood gets yeah. rested just all the time. Yeah. All they do is talk about him being rested. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's got chronic fatigue or something. No, it's because he bowls a heavy ball. He's doing more work than yeah, all the other bowlers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got a heavier ball yep. in his head. Yes. <laughs> it's better than anyway, one of those guys that... Oh, I'm just going go on. That's, that's my take on what's going on in the Australian national team at the minute, and it's typified by Kawaja. What was going on there? Yeah, how could you not strange, pick strange, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know what'll happen to you? will come in tonight and make a boatload and embarrass them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even worse, you'll make none and prove them right. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And another point... Another point raised by Dean Jones wow. the other week. Yeah. yeah lighting yourself with that guy. This left mm. have got it wrong, haven't they? The, they're three ODIs against New Zealand. Yeah. They, they start on Wednesday, February 3rd. They announced the squad for them on Saturday, January the 21st. Yeah, right. There's a bit of cricket to go in between that time. Yeah. Oh. yeah. What, what was the point? Naming the squad that early, why couldn't they have named the squad today? Yeah. What I don't or get, yesterday. Yeah, what I don't get to is that if playing in New Zealand is just like playing in Perth. So like it's just like, yeah. it's not that far away. So why do you have to name a squad two weeks out? Why can't you name it like yes? Yeah, like you said, yeah, like name true. it today. Yeah, so we've got a test. Yeah. Why does Smith and Warner that? Why can't they have a hit and giggle in this T20 because that's all the T20 is yeah. and get on a plane late tonight and be in New Zealand by three o'clock in the morning and go to bed? Well, they're in the nets to some swing bowlers at the moment now. That's why they need to go over like, like midnight net session. It's not like New Zealand's like the West Indies. <laughs> yeah, 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 Like it is literally yeah. like the same distance to go from Sydney to Perth, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, why yep. Why do they have to be doing... Like, why do they have to do... And if you're going to go to this extreme to get rid of, like, to rest these three blokes, as well as Finch getting injured, so it's four blokes out of that side, mm. why don't you get a keeper? Like, don't get Bancroft as a pretend keeper. Actually, get a keeper to play. Yeah. Like, and get players to play and replace them properly. Just, mm. like you said, it's just, it's just treating... The fact that the, the fact that proves they don't even care about t- T20 unless it's a big tournament was proven on um, Monday night when there wasn't an international T20 player of the year because they hadn't played enough games yeah. Yeah, played at the Allen Border Medal, so they yeah. couldn't give out a trophy for it. Yeah. It just shows it's a format they don't care about. Yeah, exactly. Nick's lost it. Although, can I be playing play devil's advocate here for a little bit, though? Australia have been notoriously good at preparing for World Cups mm. or whatever this is called, T20 World or whatever it's called, mm. T20 Cup, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, so they do often... 
um, experiment with the t- with the one day side leading up to a twenty to a one day World Cup, and we won the last one. We've won a million of them. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe this could all come good, and they get to see everyone and go, okay, Tate's cr- still crap. It was crap seven years ago. It's crap now. Mm. Get rid of him. <laughs> no, we learnt that good tick. Mm. Okay, scrub him off the whiteboard. And then move on to someone else, you know. This I, sounds like left-wing rational thinking here, mate. Yeah, like, this sounds like going on here. Yeah. Well, one-day cricket's a format that we're good at. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, exactly. So you can't afford to experiment a little bit because it's a format we're good at. Yeah. T20, we're not good at it. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, know, I totally agree with you. But I'm just thinking, yeah, you know, they do sort of do these weird things leading up to tournaments. Mm. So we'll wait and see. I definitely don't think six changes each game is a good idea. Maybe two or three. Bring in Zampa or something and have a look at a young kid like they did the other mm. T20 Worlds with, um, what's the guy, the Victorian Leggy? Muirhead. Muirhead. They tried him, you know. Yeah, um, problem is, is Warney hasn't endorsed Zampa. Oh, yeah, true. So, so we can't why not get him in You've yeah. bloody smashed the hornet's nest open here, Ross. <laughs> oh, yeah. We thought you were angry, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, that's my devil's advocate for the week. Yeah, yeah so good. Uh, the, it's called the World T20. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> T20 Worlds. I prefer it sounds better, the T20 Worlds. It rolls off the palate a bit yeah. better. It's like when you go to the Swimming Worlds or something. You know? yeah. And um, I would good. say that Australia might have won the last World Cup, but I would say that's only because it was in Australia. I don't think they'll win another one for a while. Yeah. They can't win outside Australia. Except all the other times they have. No, currently. currently they, yeah, yeah. Australia have only won uh, overseas tours since 2007 when all the players retired. They've won in Sri Lanka once yeah. and they won in um, South Africa a couple of times. They've won in England last series. They didn't win the series. We won no. the Ashes. No, yeah. the ODIs. Oh, the ODIs. Yeah, we won the yeah but I'm talking seven. about... Big tournaments. Oh, tournaments. Anyway, sorry. sorry. Yes, no. you're right. But um, I was going to be confused. I just, like the last World Cup 2011, they were terrible. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I think things get, uh, we get loose perspective on how good the Australian team is because they're really good at home. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And the last World Cup was a good example of that. We smashed it because we're at home. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not to put a damper on what are the other things you have said. <laughs> now. I'm glad I've used to it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's now time. Well, no, it just made me think of that when you said we're good at one day cricket. I was like, yeah, yeah. But I think playing at home papers over some of those cracks yeah. in the last World Cup. Yeah. It's now time for uh, my special segment on forgotten cricketers. Oh, and yes. Yes. This week it's Luke Pommersbach. Oh, the plum noisette. <laughs> I've forgotten about the um, segment. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's relatively new. Mm. He debuted for WA back in 2007, and he was a Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year um, in the following season. Had an unusual debut for Australia, if you recall. Oh, did he? He was just at the ground or something and got called up, didn't he? Yes, Australia playing a T20 against New Zealand at the WACA, and he was there as a spectator. Mm. And during the warm-up, Brad Hodge injured his back. And uh, Pommersbach was called in out of the stands. Wow. Had to put his bloody swan lager down and yeah. <laughs> get into the change room. Yeah. So he hit a six off his third ball. Yeah. And he scored 15 off seven runs. Oh, 15 <laughs> runs off seven balls, even. 
yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, average yeah. to middling game, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. High strike rate, but not many runs. Yeah. So he also played in the IPL in 2008-9 for the Kings Eleven Punjab and Royal Challengers Bangalore in 2011 and 2012. Mm-hmm. But he was never far from controversy. Oh, yes, please. Yes. In November 2007, Palmer's Bark and Sean Marsh were suspended for drinking following a game against Queensland. Getting on the piss. Yeah. yeah. And then um, in August 2009, Palmer's Bark was in his Toyota Prado and he crashed in the back of a car mm-hmm. and then drove off. <laughs> Later, he hit a loaded skip on the road <laughs> in the same suburb. Yeah, he, the force of the crash pushed the bin four metres into the begola of an adjoining house. Yeah, oh. We're talking about Palmer's Bark or Buddy Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> so Palmer's Bark was like stone cold sober, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just not very good at driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Police then followed an oil trail which led them to Palmer's Bark's home. <laughs> oh, wow, that's hilarious. Is this the one with the... I oh, know, I'll let you finish, Ross. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as he was being placed in the rear of the police car... He told the police he didn't want to accompany them and struggled free and ran off. Yes. This oh, yeah. what? <laughs> this is great. This is complete yeah. meltdown style stuff. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. yeah. Um, while the police were trying to restrain him, Palmer's Bark um, pushed a police officer through a window. What? <laughs> oh, sorry, into a window, causing it to break. This is Jackie Chan style stuff. <laughs> like a roundhouse axe kicked him through the window. He then ran away. And was tracked down by a police dog. Yeah, sniffer dog, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding in the sand dunes of a nearby beach. Does he play cricket or college football? <laughs> <laughs> Hiding in the sand dunes. No one will find me here. Yeah. Oh, that's anyway, cool. he he returned to the WA team. Uh, he was given a ban of... Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a while. He got he got in a bit of trouble with the police. He was yeah. um, driving with um, uh, blood alcohol over 0.08. and um, did they lose their sponsorship he, with Alcohol Think Again? Oh no, I think they then took it up. Uh, alcohol Think Again, Western Morris. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he had his driver's license cancelled, but uh, he was an ex- awarded an extraordinary driver's license due to hardship using public transport. I think we all experience that from time to time, don't we? Hardship yeah. using public transport. It would be, be tough to take four cricket bags yeah, on a train. <laughs> old mate with his arm up holding onto his bloody railing and he's just wafting the BO <laughs> straight into your face. Yeah. Anyway, right um, that's enough of the controversy. He then um, switched over to Queensland and he's a main driving force behind the Brisbane Heat winning the BBL 2 He scored 112 from 70 in the semi-final and um, yeah, they ended up winning the title. But he's now retired from cricket. He's taken a break um, permanently for mental health reasons. So, yeah. Well, he'd be old, wouldn't he? Like he... He'd be 31, he was. Oh, okay. shit. Mm. Yep. Oh, so, yeah, one that, uh, unfortunately... Uh, 2007, about 23 or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, so unfortunately for him, just cricket and him didn't work out. Yeah. But hopefully he's um, feeling better. Oh, he'll be back, Michael Clarkstone. Yeah. What's he doing now, Ross? Do you know what his current profession is? No. I thought he might, seeing he's on the Gold Coast, he might have been teaming up with uh, former WA teammate Brad Williams and doing some house painting. But oh, yeah. he's, not he's not a metre maid with Warwick Kappa? <laughs> <laughs> not sure. <laughs> not sure. Um, yes. We move now to international cricket. 
And uh, a big talking point in international cricket at the moment is Michael Clark's news that he's coming out of retirement. Mm. Oh, thank God, I say. We've been missing him, dearly. Right, like... <laughs> Sorry, you get a sip of coffee. Mix I'm just getting yeah, no, I've, I've got it. It's been. I'm just turning the levels down now, Mick. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> have we got an, ex- <laughs> we got an explosion soundbite? <laughs> 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 or a volcano yeah. going up? When he back out of the whole thing with the stars and all that stuff, he said in all that interviewing and all that stuff that this isn't the end of me for cricket. I'm going to play in the Big Bash next year and I'll honour my contract and all that. So why is this an article now, like four months later? Because Clark wants to make it about himself. He's given an interview. Can you do everyone a favour and just be like Beck Hewitt and just sell his I love being a stay-at-home dad bullshit story to woman's day or something? (laughs) If you want to be in the spotlight, just come up with some crap like that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's sort of his mind that woman's day, new idea thing to it. There's been plenty of stories Mm, about him, I reckon. Hopefully there's a documentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Following his comeback. Inside Clark. From Western Sydney. Yes. Up to the big smoke of the MCG. What about the poor bloke who gets dropped from the ones at West Sydney? Because Clark wants to come back. Well, I mean, fair enough. If you were to come back Shit. and play great cricket, if you're still good enough, then fair enough, right? Yeah. That's fine. But, you know, we knew you were going to play at the Stars next year anyway. Yeah. So, what's the big deal? Yeah. Is he pushing for international selection? He maybe wants to wear Oh, that. yeah. Apparently, it's, oh, Ross probably is, we're probably stepping all over what Ross wants to talk about. But apparently, no, he does no. say something in that article about, I haven't given up the hope of one day wearing the baggy green again or something what? like that. Yes. Yep, Can no chance. That, he, yes, he said that he wanted. He was thinking of he contemplating wearing the baggy blue of New South Wales again, oh, and ultimately man. the baggy green. Oh. Mm. oh, I've got this has got alarm bells. This has got crazy warty alarm bells. Yes, I'll put my hand up. I'll play blah blah blah. blah. Oh yes, Lol, just joking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Camera, I can't turn the ball. I'll come back, fellas. You still need me, right? <laughs> I don't think they need him, though, as no, a bad... No, that's exactly right. That's right. Yeah, he, he wasn't scoring any runs when he retired anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did read that um, on Twitter someone had said, oh, that's handy that Clark can make a comeback. He said a few BBL teams could do with a left-arm spinner batting at seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see, uh, I think Titus O'Reilly put it on Twitter. He goes, uh, this is the most unusual protest I've seen for Shane, uh, Shane Watson being given the T20 captaincy, <laughs> captaincy for tonight. So, yeah. How does Shane yes. Watson seem to just get the handball to captaincy yeah. at weird times? Like, well, like oldest, after he forgot oldest, to do his homework. Yeah. He's probably the oldest bloke in the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They probably looked around and gone, ah, you can yeah, Watto's got the experience, you can do it. I read this article of Crick Info the other day, Shane Watson no longer fears the selector's axe. Because he's got nothing to get axed from. Because he retires, <laughs> I just want to announce right now, fellas, that I don't fear being dropped from the Australian Test Team. <laughs> right, so don't worry about me. Oh, when the Australian good. Test Team comes up, I don't fear being axed from them. So, oh, that's yeah. good, because I was a bit worried about you sort of yeah, going into your shell. Yeah, like, you don't, you don't, you're not playing for any team that's going to sack you anymore. <laughs> not playing for anyone. That's right. Yes, very, very true. Uh, other international cricket going on. New Zealand are playing Pakistan at the minute. And there was quite a um, bad injury to one of their bowlers, Mitch McLenaghan. He got a fractured eye socket. His eye yeah. looked so droopy yeah. as well. Oh, horrible. Yeah, it looked bad. Yes. But he tweeted out that he was all right, I think. So. But that was yeah, top, that's that right. That was top edge through the helmet, too. Through the, yeah. Yeah, yes, through, through the, the helmet grill. Yeah. He wore an old style one, not the new ones. Oh, where okay. The ball kind of goes through with a double wire yeah. on the top. Yeah, of course. 
had an old style because some parents and people can't see through them. All oh, right. So, did, should the umpires be checking that? Much like they always check Sean Marsh's flaps. Maybe. Yeah, but uh. they only check Sean Marsh because he has a history. Yeah. Oh, he has he the flappy. Yeah. <laughs> He's known for his his flapjacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure why Sean Marsh plays T20 internationals for Australia, though. Um, he doesn't seem to really like, do anything, does he? Doesn't have much of a record. Like, he has an excellent IPL yeah, record. So it's weird for a bloke, even in the BBL, who seemed to be a world beater this year. Yeah. And then yeah. just step. He might, be, he might have a bit of Patrick Carnesis about him. Just can't, make just can't go up the next level. Yeah. But he, he yep. can't field. No. But he can't no. bowl. He doesn't so, bowl. No, if he, if he doesn't bat well. Didn't he drop a really bad one yeah, or not? Yeah, long mid-wicket yeah. or something. Yeah. Um... Yes, anyway, there's a lot of interesting things happening with the T20 team at the moment. It's over to now to Alex's inbox. All right, got a letter this week, fellas. Oh, hello. Yes, please, let's hear this. Okay, it's um, from Steve Bethcoat. Dear mid-off podcasters, I'm a long-time listener, first-time corresponder. I would uh, like to know if you guys play cricket at a local level. Uh, If so, what do you do? Are you batsmen, bowlers, keepers, slash specialist fielders? Also, what club do you play for? Is it the Talkie Talks, as you seem to know a bit about them? <laughs> Yours always, Steve Beathcote from the greater city of Balranald. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess we should run through everyone what we do, where we play. You can kick us off, Alex. All right, well, I play for the West Ivano Roosters um, in the NMCA, Kelly Shield. I'm a leg spinner and a terrible batsman <laughs> and a terrible slip fielder. I always field there for some reason. <laughs> Over to you, Mick. Uh, yeah, so I also play... At the uh, West Island United Roosters, I'm the uh, second eleven captain. I'm a hard hitting, not mm. very long batting uh, <laughs> opener, and I am an off spinner. Uh, yeah, I play West Island Roosters with these boys. Um, I open the batting in our first eleven. Uh, <laughs> I should mention the first eleven. Yeah. There did be no one else mentioned. Former keeper, current not so good spinner. Yeah. Uh, I feel it okay. <laughs> Boring is batshit when I bat, but yeah. get the job done occasionally. Yeah. Ross? I feel like this is um, going around the circle at Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I play local cricket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, no, what I, do you play for, mate? Well, you see, I, I'm no longer an alcoholic. I've given up uh, cricket. Yeah. It's been four years since I played cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, got your, you got your four-year badge? <laughs> everyone's everyone's meant to give me a round of applause now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not pulling it on for the CCCCC? No, yeah. oh, the CCCCC aren't seeing. So <laughs> I heard there wasn't enough shekels involved to get right. Oh, <laughs> that old joke. He waved the, just in his hand the yeah. grasp of the envelope, yeah. but it didn't weigh heavy enough. Yeah. So like, no. He would have been spewing when it wasn't coming through. Oh, yeah, he would have hocked his guts up all over the place. Yeah, there wasn't enough money in that envelope. <laughs> all right, we move on now to listener feedback. Yes. And over to you, David. Thanks. So you might remember um, anyone who listens to it, which let's be honest, everyone does, because what else is there to do? Um, We had a floppy 11 last week, or last podcast, um, and we had some feedback from Jimmy Grant. He said, hi, guys, loved your floppy 11 yesterday. I noticed they were all Australian, so I thought I'd come up with a world floppy 11 for them to play against. So in batting order, this is Jimmy's side. Uh, Sanath Jaisaraya. Uh, Richie Richardson, definitely oh, loved yeah. the uh, King, yeah. king of the floppy. Uh, big Ajuna, Ranatunga. Yeah, he did love yes. the floppy. I think because a normal hat wouldn't fit his head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scott Styrus. Uh, 
Billy Ray. <laughs> yes. Oh, and everyone's favourite underachiever, Cal Hooper. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's the best underachiever. Uh, I always thought to him and Phil Simmons were the two yeah, blokes yeah. who could have got a lot more out of themselves but Cal never did. Cal the straight ones. Yeah. Batting at six and in control of all the money for this side is Chris Cairns. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Jack Russell, wicketkeeper, that's a no-brainer. Uh, Anil Kumble. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, his compatriot, Habajan Singh. Really? Never not wore a floppy. Yeah, Harbour's no, he always does wear yeah. a floppy. Yeah. Always wore yeah. a floppy. Yeah. Um, then we have Alan Donald, <laughs> White yep. Lightning. Sure does. Yes, yeah, love the floppy too. And then White uh, Floppy Lightning. Yes, yeah. White Floppy Lightning. <laughs> then Raoul Pindi Floppy Express Shell Bactar. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, was the green floppy? Yes. Yeah. And we have the top I remember. Band. I seem to remember him in the 99 World Cup wearing a giant lime green floppy. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, it was like one of those ones well. used to get the uh, blow-up ring. And you had to put the hat over the top of that, and you had like. Have you never seen these? No. Oh, you do yourself a favour. Okay. <laughs> it's like a sombrero. Yes. Oh, okay. sombrero. Twelfth uh, man's Paul Adams. Well, probably. Yeah. yeah. Just a few things, maybe a few notables that we missed out. Um, Sachin Tendulkar. Yeah. Used to love to wear a, a floppy hat. Yeah. Um, can you think of any others, Ross? In oh, one of the Indian players. I'm oh, not sure if it was um. Ravi Bumra or someone else was um, wearing. <laughs> yeah, and favourite bowling action. Arms so stiff they couldn't possibly bend. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, um, my man Charles Lungervelt used to like a floppy too. And Andre oh, Nels yeah. from the yes. South African cricket. Oh, series. yes. Yes, he's that sort of dickhead who would. <laughs> allegedly. He is a dickhead. Yeah, There's no allegedly yeah, about that's it. Fact. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, Jimmy, for your feedback. Yeah. Yeah, uh, awesome. Sorry, I forgot to mention uh, the captain and fitness coach would be a junior runner to yeah. Yes. As well. From memory, old um, Sir Richard Adler used to like the floppy yes. hair, didn't he? Mm. From old photos I've seen him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no sure. I might be wrong, but potentially. We always are wrong. What do you think make of that uh, bloke for India, Bumra, and his bowling action? Oh, I don't great. think I've ever seen anything like it. I haven't seen a bowling action where the non-bowling hand is a fist. Not an old broken path. It's like he's punching the air with a straight. It's like he's trying to it spoil. Looks... He's like a full back trying to spoil the ball out of the. He's punching too far. It's weird. And then his other arm is so straight too, and yeah. it's like at forty-five degree angle. It's just sitting there, and he's holding the ball in the claw like yeah. it's something you'd see at local cricket. It's it's funny funny too, oh mate, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't take over local cricket because I can barely see the pill out of a normal action, let alone out of this. Uh, monstrosity and a windmill that's windmill. funny too Ross because usually Indians bowl with a Ben arm <laughs> allegedly allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Um, and it's funny to think though there's a billion people or whatever it is in India and he's one of their 15 best cricketers yeah, yeah. and he bowls like that yeah. anyway yeah Leon's all over it too yep yeah. <laughs> oh, just a quick shout out to Gurkharit Singh Man um, younger cousin of mine <laughs> <laughs> Played, played for India in the one days. Um, did okay, middling to well. Um, I wish him well for the future. I hopefully get to another gig um, in future tours. Oh, uh, yes. Well, true, true. Uh, quick uh, tip Madsley update. Yes. Do we have one? I'm not sure. Has anyone got anything? Uh, there's been a bit of radio. I think he, um, he played for the talk he talks. In the twos, I think. In the twos, yeah. I think he took a five far. For shitloads. For That's shitloads, where he was his, his direct quote. Um, so eight, uh, was it? Five for eight? Yeah. Bowen, his uh, left arm 
pies or whatever it is. He's he a he's coming off the long run. Last time he scored two meals ball on his left arm mediums in yeah. the ones. So he's obviously been dropped down to the twos yeah. for obviously yeah. not training because he had to yeah. put up a fence or. Yeah. But uh, I think he made about yeah. fifteen off six as well. But the highlight of his uh, correspondence with us is that um, Gary Abbott Senior was playing in the thirds at Torquay yeah. over the weekend. I think that took up most of uh, Tim's uh, story that he was telling us about Torquay talks. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yes, fair enough. All right, well, thanks, guys. This has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. We're on all major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at Mid-Off Cricket, and also on the Inside the Crokenbush website. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight when Australia and New Zealand meet in the first test in New Zealand. We'll have plenty more international cricket, local cricket, premier cricket, and state cricket. Until then, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. See ya, guys. Bye. I'll spill See ya. Bye.